0: You're listening to the Rotten Gems Podcast.
1: The show where three dudes talk about movies we love. And critics thought, all those souls, and you don't have one of your own. I pity you, movie. Let's get rotten.
0: If you're still listening... Whether it's on purpose or somebody just threw all your luggage into the lake and so now you needed to borrow someone's phone to call for help and then while you had their phone in your hand you saw that they were listening to this podcast called Rotten Gems and so you decided to give a listen. Well we thank you and who exactly is we? Well I think it's time I introduce you to my co-hosts.
1: I'm Lou Keenan (laughs) and I'm Moo Kang. I mean Marcus
0: Easy to mix those two up. Uh, and I am Brett, and we are your Rotten Gems crew. Here we are, episode 12, guys, right? Dang. We've done 12 of these. I don't think I've done 12 of anything.
2: Did 12 dozen eggs? <laughs> 12
0: <laughs> dozen <laughs> eggs? Is that like 144 <laughs> eggs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rough Damn, week. man, you eat a lot of eggs. <laughs> you need that protein. Got to live.
0: Good breakfast. Good breakfast. Alright guys, well, if you're here with us, that means that you are interested. You clicked on this episode because you saw the movie title. And let's get into it. Today we're talking about the 1995 smash hit, depending on who you ask, uh, Mortal Kombat. Now, one question for you guys. Um, you know that obviously we're talking about this movie today because it has deemed been deemed rotten. Um what do you think this movie is rated? What would, what would you think, not knowing anything about this movie, not having watched it today because we needed to for this, what would you rate this movie?
2: Based off what I remember and my love
1: for the video games, 87.
0: Okay, you, you're close. Marcus, what do you got?
1: You know what? To be fair to the critics that deem this movie wrong, but also give it the respect it deserves, I'll flip that and say 78.
0: Okay. All right. Bold choices. I, I respect you both. Um, so, Keenan, you were closest. Um, and I say that because if we were to take your score and cut it probably almost in half, you'd get what the score is. And that was a 45% on Rotten <laughs> is, Tomatoes.
1: Is that how, how close this works?
0: <laughs> yeah. Price is right rules with a modification, right? <laughs>
2: What the listeners don't know is we actually have a prize that Marcus and I get
1: each week, whoever's closest.
0: And what is that prize?
1: Self-respect.
0: So do you guys just share the same self-respect and pass it back and forth?
2: We actually lost it around episode three, and we've just been embarrassed to say anything.
0: No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I hope hope whoever gets the self-respect this week. That it's well-deserved and well-earned. Good
3: job. That's me. You just um, saw
0: it. <laughs> well, I think, I think there's maybe some disagreement about who won that. So I'll let you guys hash that out. But anyways, 45% on Rotten Tomatoes um, with a 57% according to fans. So we got a double negative there, uh, which is a positive because PEMDOS, right? Um, and a 5.8 on IMDb out of 114,000 views. Or responses, I guess. Um, That is 5.8 flawless victories, 5.8 autographed Johnny Cage photos, or 5.8 souls that are now mine out of 10. Um, So, guys, Mortal Kombat. uh, I guess we got to talk about one thing first off before we get into the movie. And that is the very first thing that appears when you play this movie. And that is that badass theme song, right?
2: That theme song. Oh, If you don't start dancing immediately when you hear that theme song, you have no soul for Sang-Soon to take from you.
0: That's a I, fact. I'm, I'm pretty sure that whether or not you've seen the movie or played the games, everyone at least knows the song in some way. Um, and I, I'm going to say that... Uh, because the song went platinum in less than two weeks. It's better than most songs in this world, probably, right?
2: At least 98%.
0: <laughs> so
2: Math if there's, checks out.
0: Yeah, if there's a movie out there that has a better opening song, share it. Find us, Rotten Gems, on Instagram. Um, and let us know what movie has a better opening theme song. We expect no comments, because there isn't one.
2: Except for last week, Space Jam.
0: Oh okay, I forgot. <laughs> okay, if, it, if it's any other movie other than those two, all right. <laughs> um, but funny enough about that song, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the producers uh, were rejected by both Sony and Virgin Records for producing the film's soundtrack. Uh, so the producers obviously they wanted like an electronic like dance music type sound. But the record companies were like, no, let's use popular artists like Van Halen or Janet Jackson at the time. And uh, they're like, no, so we will not do that. Instead, they went with this like little small-time uh, company called TVT Records. And, yeah, so this soundtrack became the first platinum EDM record ever in history. And I'm going to say that was a great choice because I can't imagine the Mortal Kombat theme song sung by Janet Jackson. I just can't. But in Janet Jackson's voice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a spot on Janet Jackson Jackson impression.
0: You guys guys sound exactly alike. Good job. I
2: I thought Janet Jackson actually joined our chat right now. (laughs) Wow. We're big time in it.
0: Uh, so, Janet Jackson is here, guys. So, give it up some more Rotten Gems on Instagram. <laughs> Tell her you're a fan.
1: Oh, she's got to go. Sorry.
0: <laughs> she can't be here anymore.
1: She might come back later.
0: <laughs> With that being said, guys, I know you gave your 87 and 78, respectively. Um, but, opening thoughts, as we watch this movie again, what were you, I guess... Uh, wary of? What were you hoping uh, this movie still had? For me, I was hoping, above all else, that it still held up, and I loved it as much as I did as a kid. But I'm interested in what your guys' thoughts were pre-rewatch.
1: So, for me, <laughs> I I was hoping that the CGI would be a little bit better
3: than it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was pleasantly surprised that some of the humor was still there
0: definitely for sure the we don't talk about the cgi Uh, (laughs) i think it was very easy to tell what was cgi and what was not (laughs) and we'll get into that we'll get into that (laughs) um okay so yeah uh this movie right off the bat i guess we got to start at the very beginning um and that is the recruitment of all of our fighters into this tournament so we start off with um seeing Liu kang getting uh recruited in an oddly green room and i say that because like the light was
1: <laughs> the very... light in his like apartment. I, I
0: have no idea why <laughs> i was trying to like think of situations why the light would be so green and i have no idea
2: hang on you are skipping ahead that's Am not I... the first scene the first scene we see yeah, is yeah, shang yeah. soon Beating the crap out of a fifteen-year-old. How was he 15? old? How old is his brother? There's no way that's an adult.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. I guess I didn't really think about. Okay, because here's the thing: I was three years old when I saw this. Well, okay, that's not true. I was three years old when this movie came out. Uh, I will go on record saying that this is the first movie I ever remember watching as a child was *Mortal Kombat*.
2: There's worse ways to start.
0: <laughs> my dad i told you i mentioned it back in the uh in the one episode with jet lee my dad is huge into martial arts so you know when you're a kid you watch what your family watches so mortal Kombat, uh yeah it's it's up there for sure i i can't have been more than a single digit age when i watched this first off and so i guess it's that, ki- that guy was much older than me. And you know how, like, when you're a kid and you're in second grade and the fifth graders are massive? And when you think back to the fifth graders now, they're still massive, even though you're bigger than what they were in fifth grade? I don't know. I just, I guess I never really thought about how old that guy was until now. How old were you guys when you first watched
2: it? Well, we saw this in theaters together. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> so that would have made us, what? Uh, a couple six, uh, six-year-olds?
0: Did you guys? Did your mom just give you the the credit card and like, hey, just bring it back? Or
2: yeah, we sat in the back row and we were yelling the entire time. And people up front were like, hey, keep it down. But it's Mortal Kombat, and that theme song gets you <laughs>
1: going. That's you true. get pumped. Especially, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but when you get to uh, when you first see Sonya Blade in that '90s <laughs> warehouse dance club.
0: <laughs> um, I think where... you mean. I think you mean Sonia because they actually never gave her a last name in this movie, which I didn't notice until now. Like literally in the song, oh, they, don't they call list... her Sonia Blade. No, in the song they list off everybody like Lou King, Raiden, Johnny Cage, Sonia. Like, okay, you had plenty of space to call her by her last name, and even in the credits, they just had to listen as Sonia. I don't understand. Really? Yeah. Weird. She didn't get a last name till later, I guess. Um. But yeah, so okay, you guys saw us in the theaters. Good old PG-6 movie. I think that's what it's rated, right?
2: (laughs) It must have been. Uh, Nobody really dies in that movie. as gruesome as you'd want it.
0: Yeah, um, I was actually reading into that because this movie was a lot less brutal than I remember. And I'm not sure if that's just me being tainted by today's movie standards. But it was given a PG rating. Um, In the uh, details I was seeing when I researched it, apparently they were like, very uh commonly speaking with the mpaA to I guess land on a rating that made sense and from what I gathered they if they show a human death on screen it instantly made it an r-rated movie but monster deaths could be fine which is why you actually never once see a human death on the screen what do you guys think like was it to me this was the best movie I'd ever seen at one point because it was the only movie I'd ever seen but uh what do you guys think what when going into it, was it better than you remember, like, as good, or wh- what are your thoughts?
2: For me, I'll be honest, I went into this thinking that we were going to watch a real shit show of a movie, and I actually enjoyed this movie. I just watched it this morning, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. The CGI, yeah, it sucks, but that's the 90s.
1: Outside of that,
2: still pretty badass.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Like I said, the humor, I, I didn't... Uh, especially Johnny Cage. You know, obviously he was the comic relief for it. Uh, a lot of the jokes were still pretty funny. And, uh, I mean, the fighting probably didn't hold up as much because you could tell it was fake. And
0: Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that some instances <laughs> of fighting are not
3: real?
2: So you're saying... Get out of here. <laughs> when he deliberately kicked over Liu Kang's head, that was on... Purpose?
1: (laughs) No,
0: I don't. I don't like this way of thinking, Marcus. I don't know.
2: I'm sorry,
1: guys. All movies are real. Thank you. (laughs) All movies are documentaries.
0: (laughs) So, speaking of this movie's age, I knew this was an old movie, you know, 1995. But I, I will admit, there were parts of the movie that I just kind of forgot how old it was, just because some of the things still really held up. But in that opening scene, after the 15-year-old dies. When Liu Kang is in this um, inexplicably gl- green room, um, I'm instantly reminded of how old this movie is when Liu Kang picks up a telegram that he received from his family about his <laughs> dead brother. And I'm like, wow, a telegram in a movie? I don't think I've ever seen that before.
2: Brother dead, come home.
0: Yeah, I guess child me didn't understand <laughs> what I was looking at, but adult me is like, oh, wow, they just, this is. This is their version of a text, right? Yeah. All right, cool.
1: Yeah, but you could kind of just uh, toss that aside. As I mean, he came from like a family of monks, you know, and maybe that's just their way of communicating. Telegram, in okay. modern day, <laughs> I, I guess.
0: It's like it's like they're not quite Amish, but they're yeah. <laughs> they, they,
1: they have ways to communicate with you, but
0: they they go to Walmart to the Western Union <laughs> and send a telegram. Uh, now Keenan you did mention the very next scene here um which is Sonya blade in the nightclub and i i can't help but think of a few problems i had with that scene uh in 2021 here where sonia blade is just chasing this dude through a nightclub like heavily armed to the teeth like gun and it's like this guy is like running in there he's also heavily armed and uh i i know it's not really explicitly said in the movie what sonya is but again why well, i don't know actually again have we ever mentioned that this 1995 movie was based off of the 1992 mortal Kombat video game what was that for super nintendo would that have been
2: there was a game <laughs> <laughs> all right we're there, were a, there were a couple of
0: them i think Gosh, dang it
2: i'm gonna go take a break we'll start recording back after i play four hours War yeah dust
0: thinking? off dust off the old super nintendo if you got it because i'm pretty sure that's what the system was because I, I had it on super nintendo for sure and uh i'm like looking into the lore and knowing what you know about these characters sonia sonia blade is like a
1: just like a cop
0: like, she's like special forces right
1: i'm pretty yeah. sure like yeah
0: i i don't want to look at i don't i didn't look it up but i'm pretty sure like some military i don't know what the shit they do but um I don't think that that involves, like, shooting into a crowd of people at a nightclub, which, by the way, nobody in the nightclub seemed to notice that either party was just firing off.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was the thing I had a problem with. There was a scene where a guy takes, like, dual Uzis and just starts, like, blasting away, and she shoots him with a shotgun, and everybody there at the club is still just dancing, like, oh, shit, that's pretty badass behind us, but this band is
0: sick. I mean, I will say as a frequent concert goer, I I get it for sure. Um, I don't think that I have that much tunnel vision, but I'm not sure whatever uh, drug cocktail they're on <laughs> impaired their cognitive ability to well, that level, but...
2: With ticket uh, prices the way they are now, I mean, you're going to get your value.
0: No, that's fair. That's a good point. But also, just Sonya just being outwardly aggressive, like, brandishing a gun every chance she gets, and like, I can't imagine a person Her doing that Her partner
1: again. died.
0: You know, that's fair. I've never <laughs> had a partner die yet. I, I've not been uh, that... I was about to say fortunate, but you no, know, that's a very,
1: <laughs> very <unfortunate laughs> I've never been that... Wait. Are we your partners <laughs> in this podcast? Uh, uh, we
0: bets on, on bets, on, bets on which one of us dies first. <laughs> Message <laughs> us. Huh? Rotten Champs on Instagram. <laughs> uh... But yeah, so I don't know, I just kinda of made note of how cheesy it was that Sonya's just always like brandishing this gun with no repercussions whatsoever, or nobody even thinking it's weird. But again, nineteen ninety five. What was that? Like ten years ago? <laughs> <laughs> is that how time works?
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, she really doesn't give give a shit about anything. I mean, I'm jumping ahead just a little bit, but she straight up murders a dude. She doesn't care at this point. Yeah. She's out for blood.
3: That's
0: that's true. That's true. I mean... Uh... Well, no,
1: he had, like, a bulletproof vest, right? No. <laughs> I think he did. That guy died. She shoots him with a shotgun, and she goes to question him, like, <laughs> Dead corpse, tell me where he's at. I could have sworn that she, like... oh Because I remember thinking, I was like, holy shit, she killed that dude. <laughs> but then, like, she, like, opens his shirt. And I'm pretty sure he had like a, like some kind of vest on. And so he was. That's right. That's I think right. he went that, unconscious. That did happen. I mean, she does kill some people later on. <laughs> but that guy. I she didn't know was she lucky. He had it
2: on. You can't. No, you yeah. She shoots somebody and be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Glad right. he had a bullet free <laughs> like, like That guy's, guy's going to survive this. <laughs>
0: Like, our whole mission was to find Kano, right? And if you're trying to find him by interrogating people, maybe don't take a shotgun to their chest. Like, this was the best case scenario for that, but probably not the average case scenario, I would think.
2: Don't worry. He's just uh, sleeping. No, that's dead. <laughs> he is dead.
0: So we've got Johnny, or we've got uh, Liu Kang and Sonya there, and... Um, really disappointed that Jax didn't have a bigger role in this movie. And I guess I'm, I'm saying that only because of my future knowledge of Jax, but I I
3: was thinking the
1: same thing. Uh, when I, even like when I was a kid, I remember thinking that Jax, I was like disappointed that he didn't have his robot arms. Was this out? two Mortal Kombat 2, the video game that I, I know Mortal
2: Kombat 2 existed. I didn't know Mortal Kombat 1, the video game existed. Uh, so, did Mortal Kombat 2 come out before this movie?
0: So, this movie came out in 95. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1 came out in 92. And I want to say Mortal Kombat 2 came out in 94. So, I'm pretty sure two two games were out before this movie. Um, I Don't quote me on that. But I know that this movie definitely was based on the game. And Jax is there, but he... He just has like a very small supporting role, and that's getting so young. <laughs> my,
1: my favorite part was uh, when Sonya is running away, chasing the guy onto the ship, <laughs> and Jacks in like the most lackluster kind of way was trying to <laughs> stop her. <And> Sonya, no, <laughs> don't get on that shit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> she, he could have easily like caught up to her, physically <laughs> stopped her. But nah. Sonia. Ah, she's gone. Immediately Go I just think <laughs>
0: of immediately I just think of Gene Wilder from Willy Wonka. No, no stop. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um I will say though that I guess I as a kid I didn't really think about it much. But I also I think I saw the movie before I played the games. I played two characters. In Mortal Kombat, and they were uh, Jax and Raiden, and those were the only two characters I would ever play because I think their combo moves were the easiest. So then afterwards, I'm like, "Oh wow, Jax is in this movie," because I've watched this movie probably, probably over a hundred times. But the last time before this recent viewing was had to be I was like a teenager or something because I, I don't, I never remembered how small his role was. Um, but the new movie, obviously the new Mortal Kombat, uh, I I love the portrayal of Jax here. and I'm not going to get in too much to that because uh, we're going to talk about that next week. Surprise! Alright, so that gives us two of our three-person crew. And then we have Johnny Cage on set getting recruited for the tournament by Mr. Shang Tsung himself. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about this. I just have one, and that's that Johnny Cage is clearly on set, filming a movie, but he has no problem going to Hong Kong the very next day to go fight <laughs> at a tournament for an undisclosed amount of time.
1: He told really? the director. he's done. I he was, was going to say, he left that director hanging.
0: But he also just seems like a childish actor and that he's like very demanding, whatever, the very stereotypical like nose-up-in-the-air actor, so he just struck me as the type of guy who's like, "I'm done," and then tomorrow he's like, "All right, I'm here to film my next scene. You
1: know what? You're not going to get any Johnny Cage slander coming from this guy because he was oh, by yeah? far my favorite character in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure, but that doesn't mean that the scene <laughs> wasn't wasn't strange. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a fan of this movie, but I'm also not a fa- I'm also not loyal to it in the fact that I won't call out its faults.
1: There were no faults. <laughs> go back that's fair that's, fair. that's 100% fair. um
0: all right so everyone is now approaching uh I did just want to touch on one quote that happened here and um it kind of it kind of hit me hard and that's when uh Raiden is visiting the I guess I don't know if it's a temple or the monk temple the or wherever yeah wherever Lu Kang goes home and Lu Kang doesn't want to enter the tournament at first and I don't know if it's his grandpa or just somebody in the village or somebody, but uh, they they're they're telling Lord Lord Raiden, spare him, my Lord Raiden. American life has enfeebled his mind too much television, and I just really need to say that. Um, true, I, I can relate to this this, oh, yeah. this comment for sure. I've lost uh, all
1: my martial arts skill due <laughs> <laughs> to watching too much
2: television. We we all used to compete in Mortal Combat but we started watching television. I mean, Netflix has really fucked us over.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Now I'm weaker than the average man.
0: (laughs) What what do you think those monks think about Netflix? Is it their just ultimate downfall? We used Uh, to have
2: 100 Warriors. Now it's the three of us.
0: Everyone else is binging Squid Game, apparently. Uh. All right. So now everybody is on the boat heading toward this tournament on this undisclosed island. island. Why did I say island? Be- because it was filmed on Thailand. And I was about to say that. It was island filmed on th-
1: Thailand.
0: <laughs> it was filmed in Thailand. And I remember reading that uh, they had to take a, a, a canoe and manually row to the set each day. So uh, they, it was just very tedious to get to where they were filming. Um, that was something I didn't know or think i would know back then
1: that's why the actors are so ripped oh for sure every single actor in that movie is just (laughs) straight up ripped
0: jacked right all Um, the
1: henchmen with the red hoods it's like every single person what the heck they're eating that 144 eggs (laughs) 12 (laughs) dozen (laughs) eggs a day
0: (laughs) what i what i will say though is with his, with everyone being as jacked as they were, they never stood a chance against any form of magic. Which tells me that mage classes are better than than paladins or melee. You heard it here first. If you're trying to play a new RPG, pick a mage class. They're stronger. Um, bold takes. Bold takes. That's what that's what they came here for. For rotten, for rotten gems. <laughs> um but what i will say is when they're on the boat one thing that was um that really stood out to me is that was where we first were introduced to sub-zero and scorpion below deck and they like come out like they're gonna fight they're on the boat and that's when raiden steps in and you know materializes <laughs> or whatever you want to call it and what's really funny is uh Liu Kang didn't believe in Raiden or like believe that he was who he said he was. But literally after that scene, he's like, yeah, no, this is Lord Raiden. So that's exactly how I would have reacted to. Very, very skeptical. (laughs) But the second you show me any form of lightning, I'm on your side, bud.
2: Oh, (laughs) your magic? Okay, deal. You're on the back. This (laughs) this is
0: Lord Raiden. He's the god of lightning. Yep.
2: That's why I can't go to Vegas anymore and watch uh, David Copperfield.
0: (laughs) magic, right? Holy shit, Meet this guy's
2: levitating. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but on that boat, that's that's kind of where I feel like we got our first look at the, the CGI of this movie. And yeah. I'll admit, that is pretty shitty CGI, but it still doesn't gross me out any less when Scorpion has that
1: thing come out of his hand. It's disgusting. <laughs> that is gross. Why does it open its mouth?
3: Why and did I they do like that? that.
1: <laughs> um...
0: Speaking of CGI, so that was that was horrible for sure. The worst CGI in the whole movie for me came very next when they arrived on the island and we first get our look at Reptile. <laughs>
2: I uh, laughed
1: out loud. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. Reptile was one of the things I hated even as a kid. I remember just absolutely hating what they did to yeah. that character cuz you go in thinking it's going
2: to be green suit scorpion and it's yeah. an actual like reptile and you're just like what did they what have they done to my little cable boy <laughs>
0: little cable Oh boy. for sure. And and what's what's funny too is again I saw the movie before I played any game and it took me a while to realize that the game was not based on the movie. So, like, the whole time I played the game, I was like, dang, this is so cool, but I wish they had Reptile's other skin, where he's like, uh, <laughs> oh, what's God. his name? Randall from, <laughs> from Monsters, Inc. They <laughs> should have just put Randall in there in place of it, and it would have been fine. <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to say Randall uh, from, uh, Recess. Oh, I mean, yeah, that too, was he was also a, of, a reptile. kind of character.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean Randall the snake from Recess? <laughs> Why isn't every person named Randall exactly like that?
1: <laughs> if you know any Randalls, can't trust them. Keep yeah. an eye on that guy.
0: And if your name's Randall, shape up. Change your name. Get <laughs> better.
1: You can continue to listen and subscribe, but we got our eye on you. <laughs> one of the bad CGI's that I wanted to mention on the boat also was the uh, one way you knew that the tournament started. Was that Voldemort <laughs> sent out his Death Mark into the sky? Yeah, the skull of Borealis. <laughs> I mean, I know this begun. came before <laughs> Harry Potter, but it's a little—it's a little fishy.
2: Do you think Harry Potter actually just took the CGI from this movie? (laughs) I was just going to say
0: that. Do you think J.K. Rowling or whoever the hell was in charge was like, yo, Mortal Kombat, you guys seen that shit?
1: (laughs) She was a huge Mortal Kombat fan.
2: We're going to save so much money on CGI. We're just going to use the same thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But so then the gang arrives to, I guess, what do you guys want to call this? The Palace? The temple? What, what is this place? In my mind, it's like a palace, right? Gargoyles or whatever. I would like to decorate my front yard like this. If I had a yard, that'd be lovely. Um, but one thing that, again, I didn't notice as a kid, but this scene very much stuck out to me, is they're all eating dinner, right? And then Shang Song comes out, and he's like, hey, what's up? Um, now, a taste of what's to come. And then all these, like jack dudes come and they start flipping all of the (laughs) tables over
1: before anybody gets a chance to
3: eat
0: yeah and nobody says anything and then they start fighting there so i have a few complaints with this scene one this castle is huge couldn't you have just gone to the next room you could have just been like follow me and everyone would have gone up got up and went to this unoccupied room which it seems like you had a lot of those but two They, like, flip the tables, which were full of candles and food and shit. And then the next scene, they're all fighting, and the floor is completely clean. Like, (laughs) in what universe could that have happened?
1: Harry Potter's universe. (laughs) It's all connected. Well, with this scene, what, what I
2: noticed, and I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but do you think, like, beforehand, like, they're backstage, all these ripped dudes, and they're just like, all right, everybody greased up. You guys all looking shiny. <laughs> all right. Ted, you good? Last week, we we, we we did the rehearsal and you weren't ready. I just want to make sure you're on point. We good to go? All right, Got everybody. Go, 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 go.
0: <laughs> they were very inexplicably shiny. Now that you mentioned it, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> like, do you think that's part of like a fighter's routine is just to apply oil to yourself? Or was it just for the movie?
2: that and do a quick dance before you start fighting somebody because i guess that's also tradition you have to do a, a 30 second fight to yourself before sub-zero <laughs> freezes you to the floor
0: and the more grunts you do during that during that dance the, the more strong that you appear to be <laughs>
2: it increases your power level yeah not enough because sub-zero is just winding up to freeze you maybe it's if you like... just jump in there and kick his yeah. ass he can't do anything
0: They stole that part from Dragon Ball Z, just, like, grunting while they're powering up. And then (laughs) they forgot to actually power up, so nothing happened. Um, So then that happens, right? And then that's when the gang decides to follow Shang Tsung. And that's when we get our first look at Mr. Forearms himself.
1: He has some sweet forearms. (laughs) He also has four of them.
0: (laughs) 16 arms is that what we're going to call it? Uh, goro and my f- like literally as i watched this out loud i said yo goro looks so good to myself in this room by myself uh so that again proves that he's not cgi because we've already touched on how terrible the cgi was so that made me like look into it i'm like okay clearly he's not cgi is it a man in a costume or like what what's going on here so i looked into it And I actually found this little interesting pieces of information on Goro. It says, all of Goro's scenes were filmed in a Los Angeles studio. The animatronic that was used to portray him had to be operated by 13 to 16 people. And it frequently broke down, causing significant delays. It could not be brought on set to Thailand out of fear that it would cause more trouble. So right off the bat, I had no idea that that was an animatronic. I always just thought, like it was two dudes in a suit and they were just operating the arms <laughs>
3: <independently>. get <laughs> was... on my shoulders man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, was,
2: was a, a child right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous
0: <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what I expected but it wasn't that for sure
1: <laughs> it would be like one of those like cheap costumes with the spider arms have, like, the two arms that are connected. So anytime you raise your upper arms, the lower arms raise too. What
0: were you saying, Keenan?
1: Uh, I was just saying, like,
2: thinking back to watching this originally, I don't remember Goro having as much dialogue as he did. I remember him just being, like, a stupid brute. But that entire scene, he's having a conversation that I don't remember (laughs) at all.
1: I completely agree. I was I was surprised when he was talking to Kano about I don't know, being the general of whatever the army, it was like, the underworld. I I really only remember his scene with Johnny Cage and him just making oh, 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 and like funny faces when he gets hit in the nuts.
0: So I, I I will say I actually do remember that scene but I remember it for one reason and that's because I I remember as a child thinking that the turkey leg or chicken leg that Kano is eating looked delicious and I still have that, that thought as an adult I'm like I just want whatever he's eating it looks so like like
1: I'll when you have a Renaissance
0: festival yeah when you go to the Renaissance <laughs> festival and they give you that giant turkey leg I'm like man if that's my life I'm in.
2: Isn't he just taking one bite and then throwing the leg away and grabbing another
1: one? <laughs> yeah, that's more wasted food in this movie. That this sounds like Kano. Movie has a lot of wasted food.
0: Which, which I wanted to touch on one thing about Kano really quick. So, without thinking, where would you say Kano is from? Australia. Australia. Would you agree with that, Kano?
1: Oh, no. Uh, Japan.
0: <laughs> okay well technically you are both right because Ooh. originally the character of kano was supposed to be japanese american but ed boone the uh and john tobias were so impressed with how the actor for kano trevor goddard portrayed him that they actually went back and they like retconned all of kano's history in the future games to make him australian they thought that he was australian You know Trevor Goddard himself, but he was just doing an accent, and so like he's actually British, and they thought he was Australian, but he was just like, no, I'm just going to put on this like weird Cockney accent. So the reason Kano is Australian today is because of this one actor. Hell yeah, that guy's a legend. Yeah, I had no (laughs) idea about that. I always just remembered Kano being Australian. I that's that shows you like how much improvising a scene in a movie could like completely change it for sure
2: i also just want to bring up something i noticed so right after this scene, they go to like the hallways because they're lost and they're following katana and they go down this hallway that's filled with cobwebs undisturbed cobwebs and yet johnny cage is going she definitely went this way guys (laughs) through
1: these undisturbed cobwebs hey wait a second (laughs) is this johnny cage slander Because I will have none of that.
2: (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll say it's full group slander, because anybody could have been like, hey, these are full cobwebs. She clearly didn't come this way.
0: You mean to tell me Johnny Cage might not be the smartest guy in the group?
2: I'm not saying that. that. I mean, he's a leader. I'll give him that.
0: That's, that's true. He's a leader. Whether or not people choose to follow, it's on them. But he, he he will lead, that's for sure. So now, we move on to what I've deemed as the beach fights, because there's lots of sand. Um, if you don't want to call it the beach fights, that's fine. You can just call it the sand fights, or the Anakin Skywalker would hate this scene. Fight. Um, but first off, we start off with Liu Kang fighting an unnamed person, and I only bring this up because, for some reason, Liu Kang had very, very inexplicably poofy hair in this scene. Like, he had just showered <laughs> and then blow-dried his hair. And they're like, yo, you are needed on set. Get out here right now. He's like, but I haven't, like, put any gel in my hair or anything. I'm like, we don't care. We have to, limited time.
1: To be fair, I'm sure on this island in Thailand, the humidity is probably pretty high. <laughs>
0: that's fair and if you don't pronounce island island from now on what are you doing with your life
2: i actually did some research on this and i actually found out the reason there was actually supposed to be a spot right here in the movie for a garnier (laughs) (laughs) fruitice. it was cut for time uh they did lose ad money on it but that's actually the reason that slow-mo where he gets up and does like the the flip from his back back to his feet and his hair just waves in front in slow motion. That was actually supposed to be him jumping up. And then he was going to have a bottle of Garnier Fruities in his hand.
0: That's <laughs> genius. And I'm surprised they didn't take that advertising step. We, and nowadays someone would make a meme of this and Garnier would get free advertising money. And if nobody makes a meme for this, I will. So.
1: <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored.
0: Not a sponsor, but could be. Let us know. <laughs>
1: But I'm glad you brought up the guy with n- no name. Because when I was watching it, Shang Tsung was like announcing the fight. He's like, Liu Kang. Fight. <laughs> it's like, uh, there's another guy yeah. here.
3: What's his name? <laughs> you say his name.
1: Liu Kang. I
2: fight but,
0: but also he's like "Luke kang you're up first while he's already standing there like ready to fight and he like I, i'm surprised Luke kang wasn't just like yeah i know i'm already here i'm ready let's go a lot of this just didn't make sense and
1: did that other guy did he make that tiger noise <laughs> out of his mouth
0: i was wondering that <laughs> well like was he somebody in the mortal Kombat universe that we didn't realize because they they use that sound quite a bit when he was like talking and it's like is this is this part of his character or are you just trying to make him seem menacing
1: i remember as a as a kid uh i was confused by it and frankly i'm still confused by it because lu kang by his reaction it looked like he was caught off guard by it too plot
0: twist they just brought a ventriloquist to the island <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was his one power Whereas like Liu Kang has like his energy blast at the end. This guy, he just (laughs) can do animal noises. Jeff
0: Dunham over here. (laughs) (laughs) Liu Kang versus Jeff Dunham. Book it.
2: (laughs) So what are the rules for Shang Soon and taking souls? Because he seems to just be able to grab anybody's soul that he wants, even if he's not fighting them. That's...
1: Uh, Well... Are you going to stop That's a great
0: question. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I'm Shang Tsung and I want souls, am I not going to watch every single fight that happens in this tournament?
2: Oh, shit, guys. I got a 130 uh, Sonya (laughs) Blades fighting Kano. I got to get going. Come on. Finish up.
0: (laughs) Right. And, and, like, think about how many fights in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Think about how many fights in this movie took place where no one was watching. You know? Like, if I'm Shang Tsung and I want souls and I want to kill people and, like, I don't know, be as powerful as I can be. I want all the souls, right? So then, right after Liu Kang, we have the Sonya and Kano fight, right? And this is what Sonya's been waiting for this whole time. The whole reason she's on this island, because she's chasing some dude, right? Who may or may not be Australian. We don't know. But, I, I just want to let it be known, in Rotten Gems history, I'm about to say something that's very controversial. And I don't want you to think any less of me as a person or
2: that's not possible.
0: That's, (laughs) but I'm going to say something here and it's, I just need to get it off my chest. And that is if I were to die and I could choose how I want to die, the way Kano died pretty high up the list. Just saying.
1: I literally wrote that. (laughs) Uh, There's
2: only (laughs) one other way but it's along the same lines and that's like in the avengers when black widow is beating the shit out of everybody i'll go that way too dude Uh,
1: but so when when i was watching that fight that was one of the things i was (laughs) wrote note i wrote a note on I was like first thing i was thinking man Kano spinning all over uh sonya's legs is gross but then i wrote what a way to go out, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like it was quick. It was painless. I mean...
3: But so,
1: also comforting at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure. like,
0: like, I'm sure up until his last breath, he felt safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. If you're not sure what we're talking about, please watch 1995. <laughs> Nestled in between
1: those beautiful thighs.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what Sonya was known for, right? Cuz I'm pretty sure in the games a lot of her moveset was with her legs. So, oh. so then right after Sonya, we have uh Johnny Cage up again. And he fights Movie and Mortal Kombat veteran Mr. Scorpion here. Um which I know we we touched on already his terrible CGI get over here handprint, which by the way, all of the Get over here! Like
1: (laughs) The voice lines?
0: Yeah, like, was that not taken straight from the game? Because it sounds exactly like it.
1: I think it was supposed to sound like that, but some of the things he says, I I can't imagine would fit in the games. That's fair, Uh,
0: because at one point, uh, Johnny Cage does go to super kick him, you know, do his Johnny Kick thing. And then scorpion does this like kakashi sensei kamui type thing where he like transports him to hell and then johnny cage climbs up a bamboo structure at some point
1: down here and that's that was the one that made me think well this probably isn't directly from the king because i don't know (laughs) there's not anywhere in the game where you can just climb things how does he get out of there how does johnny cage get out of that place (laughs) he walks
2: yeah
0: he he, (laughs) likes Straight up gets, like, taken to hell and then kills the guy who brought him there and is like, all right, well, I'll just walk away now.
1: <laughs> How did he get in that bamboo forest to begin with?
0: <laughs> Which, again, this was a great set, I thought. Like, the first thing when they get oh, transported there, like a mixture of bamboo and, and like, spider webs. I'm like, okay, I see you. I don't, I don't understand, but I see you.
1: <laughs> well, I'm here for it.
2: Well, quick question. So Johnny Cage goes out and fights Scorpion out in this little forest. And dodges his hand spear, which hits a tree and dies, essentially. How long do you think it takes for him to grow like a new spear handy thing?
0: (laughs) Or does he at all? Like, is it dead forever? I didn't know that it could die. I thought it was just a hook. I didn't know that it was its own living little entity.
1: (laughs) I think it's supposed to be in, in the games. I'm pretty sure it's just like a hook. Right. And, and i, I don't, don't think, think it's it, supposed to come from his hand yeah, i I, was like, actually, I don't like, think it comes hook. from his hands i think it's like a magic hook that he kind of throws and has more control over it but well <laughs> I don't originally so it's so gross to me out
0: so it's interesting because originally i was reading that this fight was supposed to end with johnny cage's super kick and he and he actually connected with scorpion and that's where he would kill him initially but when they showed the movie to test audiences they were like, "Yo, we need more. Like, this isn't. There's not enough fighting." So that scene was one of the two that they they added to, and then that whole scene where they're transported to, I don't know, hell, the nether realm, whichever one it is, that was all added. Like they they did reshoots afterwards, and they 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 shot that later because the audiences were like, "Yo, we need more fights." So I thought that was interesting. That was and pretty what's even clever. F- yeah.
1: What's
0: even What's even funnier than that is like. Almost everybody in this movie did their own stunts. And I'm pretty sure that the guy who played uh, Johnny Cagelin in Ashby, he was quite the same. Like he broke several ribs on the film, but I mean, it's art, baby. So,
2: well, when he does the thing on the bar where he's like looping around, did it confuse you a little bit that he just like was trying to escape? I thought he was going to pull off some sort of like people's
1: <laughs> like, elbow and just something. like smash him. <laughs> I thought so too. Yeah, like, he jumps
0: up there. He does some badass move. And then half a second later, Scorpio's like, Get down here. It was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> you did that for nothing. Good job.
2: He was laying on the ground for 10 seconds, Johnny. smashes skull in. <laughs>
0: I mean, fucking <laughs> to be fair, he literally did smash that skull um, which, with a by the Star way,
2: Wars can... explosion.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about how Scorpion exploded? <laughs> and also he ran away from him like he knew he was going to explode. I've never he killed he a guy. He had those tiny
2: explosions and he was just like, well, if the, the head exploded like that, the body is going to explode even more because of
1: mass. Science, it's science, yeah. And Johnny Cage is smart.
0: That's that's
2: that's that's
1: totally true. He is the perfect in the every movie way.
0: You know. uh, I've never killed a guy, but if any of our listeners have and they've exploded,
1: don't tell let us. us. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want know. to know. <laughs> For Contact legal us
0: reasons.
2: at the local police department. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you've killed somebody and you're listening, please call nine one one and tell them all about it. Um. All right, so we got our, our big fights out of the way, and then it comes up to a uh, favorite scene in the entire movie. And I would say that I'm, upon my rewatch as a 29 year old man in the year 2021, still is my favorite scene in the movie, and that is when the fight first starts and Johnny Cage drops to the ground and gives Goro the old nut punch. Uh,
2: no debate just again.
0: Satisfying.
2: So great. But I did have a problem with that. Because they are on another world, with <laughs> monsters that you have no idea what their anatomy is. What if Goro doesn't have nuts,
1: or he has four?
2: Ooh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> probably why like he's out hurts. even longer.
1: Yeah, he yeah,
3: in a new that we didn't think of. Double.
0: I was gonna say, did did he feel four times the pain? But I guess it would be double.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought. Was a little unfair about that fight. It was afterwards when Johnny Cage leads him to that cliff, eventually knocks him off, and kills him. He doesn't get Shengsung to say flawless victory when he earned it. He didn't get touched once.
2: That was also a problem I had during the movie. There were several fights where he says flawless victory, where somebody definitely got hit a couple times. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he says it after Liu Kang's fight on the beach, and he got kicked multiple times.
0: He said it after Goro's fight with Artie, and Artie immediately in the fight got a couple punches in on Goro, so right away, that's not a flawless
1: victory. (laughs) And Uh, then at the end... Liu King will say it at the, after his fight to himself, and I'm like, "You almost <laughs> lost, dude. That was my, that was definitely not flawless. Flawless victory. Good job, dude. I yeah, and
3: you can t- you could tell the
0: creators are are big fans of the game just because of the fan service. But like, how could you miss something so big?
1: So, so we found out that the only time they don't say it was probably the only flawless victory in the movie.
0: Yeah, and and, and this is my biggest complaint with the movie, is that if this whole thing is a tournament, right? First of all, they never laid out the bracket, right? Second of all, again, this is the third fight, I think, maybe even more, where there hasn't been anybody seeing it. So Johnny Cage versus uh, Scorpion, nobody saw the outcome of that movie. Or that fight, right? We just see Johnny Cage emerge from hell, I guess. And Scorpion doesn't, so it's just assumed he won. Then Liu Kang versus Sub-Zero. And now, what what pisses me off most about the Johnny Cage fight is everyone was watching to the start. At the start. And then they move to a second location. And nobody's like, oh, let's follow them to see what goes on. Instead, Johnny Cage, I'm guessing, comes back and he's like, yeah, I won. And they're like, did you though?" Know? he's like, yeah, no, you know, he's dead. I, I killed him. It was, it was
1: horrible. <laughs> nah, we, they'd gone too far. We're not going to follow them. Yeah. <laughs> the guys watching, did you guys notice, like, uh, there was, I think it was right after Johnny Cage was, like, running away, and Shang Soon was, like, imbecile, go follow him. And he finally, like, gets up and starts following him. There were two guys in the crowd that were, like... <laughs> They they were like yelling and cheering at the camera just for like a second, and then they turned to each other and was just like, yeah! It's like the most <laughs> cheesy thing ever, and it cracked me
3: up.
0: I did not even see that. <laughs> I need to watch this movie again. But, um, now it's time to talk about what is probably my favorite part in the whole movie, or my favorite fight, I'd say. Um, and this is where Shang on you know, he, he decides to challenge Sonya. He takes her to Outworld, and Luke Kang and Johnny Cage follow. This is where things with Reptile get a little bit interesting.
2: Well, uh, before we go into Reptile, I have a question. Is Shang Tsung a little bitch? <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> this Soon guy
2: is a little bitch. <laughs> this guy is fighting children at the top of the movie, <laughs> and now he's challenging women? He's fighting women and children. <laughs> Every fight. I you don't see him fight anybody else until Luke Kang fights him at the end. Up until that point, he's being a little bitch.
0: Okay, let me let me let me question your question with a question here and say, I don't I don't know because I feel like do we need to make like a power scale on this movie? Because here's the thing: Sonya has definitely proven she can hold her own, right? She killed Kano in like what two seconds? So whatever scale whatever scale we make for power, Kato's got to be at the bottom of it, right? Well, technically, Sonya's partner has got to be at the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> but then Kato right above that, right?
1: And maybe Luke Kane's brother.
0: Yeah. Where does that scale fall? Because here's the thing. I, I I, caught myself thinking that, oh, he's going to choose Sonya. But then I'm like, but but this doesn't make Shang Tsung look weak because Sonya killed a guy and we saw it happen. So she can hold her own just as much as the other people. But in the eyes of the of Shang Tsung and the viewers in 1995, yeah, he's a little bitch.
3: He's being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In
0: 2021, standards, I, I, I don't know about that. And we'll
2: talk about that next week when we talk about Mortal
0: Kombat. And the the new Sonya Blade, who is much different. (laughs) Badass. Badass. So then we move on to Outworld. And that is where we first see green Skin Sub-Zero or Scorpion. And that is reptile in human form. Now, my first thought with this scene where Liu Kang senses invisible reptile and throws him into a gargoyle statue that then absorbs the reptile and makes him into the reptile that we know and love is that, Hey, I'm not a parent, but I know both of you are, and you have (laughs) single digit age children. And there's going to come a time where they ask you the age old question, where do babies come from? And so I think it's on you. If you want to tell them how that happens, or if you just want to take the easy way out and say, look, Babies are born when you take a reptile and you throw it on a gargoyle statue that then absorbs the reptile and it becomes a human. Because that does seem like the easy way out. I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: That brought up so many questions for me. Those statues. Because <laughs> that reptile freaks
0: out. That, yeah. He it doesn't want to be up. in there.
2: He's so if trying to get out. anything goes in there, is it taking them? Is it just turning you into a badass ninja? Sign me up.
0: That's a great question because the reptile that emerges, whose consciousness is that? Is that the reptile or is it the gargoyle? Who was the gargoyle?
1: We'll never know. And then when it's like absorbing him, it doesn't look like bugs that are absorbing him. It kind of looks like like muscles or like veins or whatever. And then but obviously when Liu Kang beats the shit out of it and reptile comes out then all these like bugs come out where those bugs come from
0: and have they just been chilling there the whole time or did <laughs> bugs also get created in
1: this they they recently
2: watched the end of nightmare before christmas and uh, that's I was like that's cool first thing i thought of <laughs> boogie boogie man cool.
0: I like that. I'm going to do that.
2: We got to do that in the movie,
1: guys. Just find a way. I don't care how. Just do it. (laughs) I don't care which character you have to ruin. (laughs) Reptile? Uh, Cool. All right. (laughs) It's good.
0: So, funny thing about this fight, though, is I did mention earlier that when test audiences viewed this movie, they didn't think there was enough fighting, so they reworked the ending of the scorpion fight. And this scene, this fight, was added entirely in post like afterwards they reshot it this was not actually in the original movie they just didn't think they had enough fight scenes. which as far as all the individual fights go this was my favorite and so i'm i'm so glad they added this so my question to you guys is do you have a favorite fight in this movie and what is it
2: this fight would have been my favorite if when luke Ang got pushed on that thing that spins around and comes back and kicks reptile if they would have added like a wee in post
0: or, or, or they could have continued on their trend of using sounds that already exist in the mortal Kombat universe (laughs) with the classical whoopsie. (laughs) 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 I'm really disappointed. They didn't use that sound in the movie because I think there were some uppercuts, right? And that's the sound that plays when one uppercuts another,
1: uh, it might have been my favorite if Johnny Cage would have been involved at all. Where was he? <laughs> oh, oh, he went through that wall. I can't follow him. <laughs> he, he was no. There was no reason why he could not have helped.
0: I like to think he's just sitting on the ground out there, like drawing in the sand. Like, all right, I'll wait till he's done.
2: It,
1: it wasn't a uh, Mortal Kombat challenge. So it wasn't like a one versus one situation when i was watching i was like did i miss something maybe he like got you know pushed out of the way and and i don't know got taken away or something but then after katana comes and talks to him the next scene it's the three of them walking down the road (laughs) they should have just cut back to him he's just like i'm tired i just fought goro i need a break dude (laughs) my hand hurts
0: I feel like it would have been right on brand for Johnny Cage's comedic value if it just cuts to him during that fight and he's just sitting there like eating a sandwich or something. Like, man. All right, let me know when you're done, bud. So, this does bring us to our final fight in the film. Um, and that is where Shang Tsung again tries to attempt to fight Sonya. She declines. He tries to fight Johnny Cage. Um, because he knows Liu Kang's a badass. He's going to get his ass beat. Um, but that's when Liu steps in and makes the official challenge. And decides to go one-on-one with Shang Song. Which, right off the bat, I have a complaint with this final fight. and It is not just in this movie. It's just in all movies. And I want to pose a question to you guys. And that is why... When it's multiple people against one person <laughs> in a fight, do they go one at a time? Jang Sung summons, like, what, nine or ten little, like, soul clones? And they just one at a time go and soul get clones. obliterated by Liu Kang.
2: Hang on one second. I got to write down a note. Soul clones. <laughs> soul new clones. spinoff show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who, what network are we are going to pitch it to?
2: <laughs> TNT. I mean,
0: yeah, that's fair. We have the best likelihood of getting it yeah. TV.
2: They'll take anything at this point.
0: Real talk, though, I was at a bar once, and they were playing Endgame on TNT. How long of a TNT program was that? Because you got to factor in all the commercials. What was that, like six hours?
2: I mean, does does network television have anything besides ridiculousness and
1: The <laughs>
0: Office? MTV just plays ridiculousness and goes home for the weekend.
1: <laughs> I think they do. They do, really? It's like not even a joke. I think that's seriously what they do. Hey, what are, we, was, what are we putting on today?
2: Uh, I don't know. Just put on Ridiculous Guys. It's called a week.
0: Ridiculous Guys? Is that like a mashup between...
1: New spinoff. Still <laughs> yeah. so clones, followed by Ridiculous Guys.
0: <laughs> I was going to say uh, Pre- Impractical Joggers. I don't know why I thought Guys was in the title of that, but it's not. But I was going to say, a mashup between ridiculousness and practical jokers. We'll call it ridiculous, guys. If anyone's listening and you've coined this show, oh, we're going to sue you.
2: I will find you, and I'll give you a high five, because, I mean, that's the hustle. Yeah,
0: lawyer fees, it's too much. It's yours. Do what you want Take it. Um, But I don't know if you guys have any comments on this final fight, but aside from Shang Tsung having multiple chances to kill Liu Kang here, and just doesn't. He goes up the stairs instead. Um, We've mentioned this before, but Liu Kang beats him and then says to himself (laughs) flawless victory. And I don't think Liu Kang knows what that means. (laughs) Like, he got his ass handed to him a couple times during that fight.
2: And not only does he get his ass handed to him, also, at one point during the fight, Shang Tsun Transforms into his younger brother in front of his face, not even like hiding and just came out
1: as his brother. You witnessed and him shape and shifting, and he's questioning it. Trick him for like a second. No, 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 you're not
2: him, you're Shang Tsung. Or are you? No, you remember are. mom
1: and dad? Oh, no, it oh, is. Oh, wait, you. you are.
3: Yeah,
0: so I guess. In in movies, my least favorite trope of all time is the like the miscommunication arc where like there's a problem that could have been solved if just two people could have communicated. And my second least favorite arc of all time is when somebody sees something that is clearly a fabrication or untrue and they just drop all existing information about their character and believe it. Um this didn't bother me as much as I thought it would because he only believed it was him for like a split second, I think. And then he's like, You're not Chan. And then why didn't Shang Tsung capitalize on that? He just transformed back into himself. You're mine. Like,
2: Busted.
0: You got me. Like they, they pulled the mask off the Scooby Doo villain. It was me. Like stab him as his brother.
2: Oh, he's questioning it. Stab. Done. I win.
0: So, the Mortals (laughs) won this tournament, but I'm going to say it's because Shang Tsung was just stupid. Which is crazy, because he has so many souls in him, and my question is, the more souls you have in there, does it compound your intelligence? Or, if not, what do the souls actually do for one who absorbs them?
2: I mean, he's got soul, but he's not a soldier. (laughs)
0: One might say he is a soul man.
1: Get in here, Marcus. you got to have a soul reference yeah, somewhere. I, was gonna, to... I did have one that wasn't the soldier one. But once you said it, I lost it.
0: Bottom line, what we've learned is that souls do nothing because you can still meet your end to a guy who is very gullible. Um, it's kind
1: of cool so, of a hat. It's like collecting Pokemon cards.
0: That's true. That's true. So at the end of the day, Mortal Kombat, that was the end. Unless we want to talk about that very final scene with Shao Kahn.
2: I mean we can
0: the the fighting pose at the very end.
2: I mean that just really makes me hope that they make a sequel because I feel like we didn't get enough of Johnny Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Yeah, I don't I don't
1: I don't want to talk about the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I I haven't seen much of the sequel. I think I've seen like bits and pieces of it.
0: Don't don't watch it. It's, and it's, it's, I
1: know <laughs> what they do to Johnny Cage. And I I don't I don't want to talk about it, guys. <laughs> oh God. Well,
0: well, first off, more than half the cast isn't the same actors. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, they do Johnny Cage so dirty. <laughs> That's it. You don't need to watch it. It's horrible. So, join us next week when we talk about the actual next Mortal Kombat movie, which was the Mortal Kombat remake. And first things first, I want to ask you, in your present day 2021 brain, does this movie hold up? What are your thoughts?
3: No. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) If If you're looking at CGI and maybe some of the fighting, probably not. Um story (laughs) probably not (laughs) but it was entertaining
0: so i'm gonna actually say i think it does hold up and you know we've done a uh, a few of these episodes right and i i think we've learned that um the heavyweights episode stands out for me because they'll make a lot of off-color jokes that maybe flew over our head as a kid but as an adult, you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe they made that joke. And wow, that's horrible to make now. Um, I, I didn't really think there was a lot of dialogue in this movie that is maybe offensive to 2021 standards. And um, I say not much because there was still some. There were still some, <laughs> some, some stereotypes, mostly done by Johnny Cage. So forgive me, Marcus. But at the same time, I don't think that just because a movie makes a joke that may not be tasteful means it's bad. Because at the same time, Johnny Cage got it just as much as he gave it. So my answer is that this movie absolutely does hold up with an asterisk of if you don't look at CGI. (laughs) CGI, oh man, that could use some work. All right, guys, with all of that being said, I think it's now time that we jump into one of our favorite games on the show, and that is Bed, Wed, Behead. We're going to take three people from the movie and you guessed it, decide who we're going to bed, wed, and behead. So, Marcus, who's your pick for this movie, (laughs) Mortal Kombat Um, 1995?
1: I think you guys already know who I'm picking. Mr. Cage himself
0: <laughs> could have guessed that. What do you got, Keenan?
1: I am going with
2: Goro.
3: Oh, I was gonna pick Goro. <laughs> all
0: right, all right, all right, all right, all um, right. I'm gonna go with Shang Tsung, and I'll tell you why in a second here. But let's 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 go with Marcus. You care to explain your pick there?
1: This is tough. Because <laughs> uh, I really don't want anything to do with Shang Tsung or Goro. So I think it's clear that I'll marry Johnny Cage. Um, he'll provide the lifestyle as a movie star <laughs> that I'll want to live. And frankly, he's not an evil monster. So it makes it a little bit easier to live with him for the rest of your life. Um... I, I think I might kill Goro.
0: Oh, you're going to kill Goro? Please
1: tell us how you do that. <laughs> I'll have my husband do it. He's done it before. <laughs> <laughs> and then, process of elimination, I, I guess I have to bed Shang Tsung.
0: Good news about bedding Shang Tsung, he can be anyone you want him to be.
1: That's true. great great logic
0: Keenan what you got
2: alright this one was really tough Uh, I think right off the top I'm going to wed Johnny Cage I mean he's going to provide and I feel like he's gone through some growth in this movie just to make him a better person so he's really going to hit me on a spiritual level Uh, the other two I really had a hard time with because on, on one hand you got Goro with multiple hands and (laughs) <laughs> I be a but I, I did eventually decide to go with shang soon as my bed because a become anybody you want him to be b when he's taking their souls that looks like a full release everybody's getting when he's getting them <laughs> off so <laughs> go with that and unfortunately i have to behead goro
0: so I think with that being said, fellas, I think we're all in agreement here um, in that we would marry Johnny Cage. He's an A-list actor. He can provide for us, right? We're going to be on the red carpet with him. Um, betting Shang Tsung, because if someone can um, steal my soul, I'm there for that. <laughs> uh, and Goro, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little freaked out. Like, I i got a king-sized bed, and I feel like that's not even enough room. So it's just going to be a logistical nightmare. So I'm right there with you on that. Sorry, Goro. Um, And if this is the most effortless way we can kill Goro just by saying so, um, I'm I'm good with that, to be honest. But with that being said, that brings us to our final game of the evening. That's where we play a little game called 7 Degrees. Is it 6 Degrees? Is it 7 Degrees? I don't remember. (laughs)
2: just degrees because we never hit seven this is
0: a game of degrees (laughs) of who is where we'll take one celebrity from the movie and compile them with a random celebrity from randomlist.com and try to connect them in as many steps as we can sometimes it's a lot sometimes it's a little probably the former so um Right off the bat, I'm going to say I don't really know a lot of the people in this movie, Bridget what else Wilson. Been in- yeah, Bridget I, Wilson. Think,
1: I think Bridget Wilson Sampras is going to be the only person we can go from there and we really only have one movie to take That's her fair. from.
0: And I am okay with that um because that's gonna to have to get us somewhere because the the random celebrity Adam Sandler, that I've Adam, gotten,
1: Sandler Adam Sandler
0: <laughs> the random celebrity that I've got on our list first off is going to be Kristen Bell. Who wants to start us off?
2: All right, uh, Bridget Wilson to Adam Sandler
1: in Billy Madison. Adam Sandler, yeah. Okay, so. I can actually see a pretty fast way to get to... It was Kristen Bell, right?
0: Kristen Bell, yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm going to say Adam Sandler was in Funny People with Seth Rogen.
0: So I'm just going to go right off the bat. Seth Rogen was in Superbad with Jonah Hill. Take it home, Keaton.
2: Okay. Jonah Hill was in, quite possibly, the greatest movie our time.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Kristen Bell.
0: Thank you. I <laughs> oh, was I'm I not. was about to lose my shit <laughs> if you went Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Russell Brand.
2: <laughs> it, Which, I hey guys, mean,
0: what happened to Russell Brand? I haven't seen that guy in a long time.
2: I think he went through some stuff. And yeah, also he? wasn't that funny.
0: <laughs> I guess he wasn't really acting. He was just playing Russell Brand, wasn't he? <laughs> Anyway, uh, continuing on. Alright, that was... That was
1: five degrees.
0: That was pretty painless, and I will say I'm proud of us. We've done a lot worse. But now, coming up to the end here, I wanted to touch on why we're talking about this movie today, and that's because critics were not a fan of Mortal Kombat in 1995. What that means is that upon the good reviews of this movie, there were also a sea of bad ones, and that see a bad one was a little bit overwhelming. So, perhaps tonight we should take a stab at some of these bad reviews. And I would like to start with a review by Mr. Alan Ang from Film Threat, who said, quote, I'll say it over and over again. Just because you own the rights to a franchise, any franchise, if you can't tap into the emotional reasons why we love these characters and their stories, save your money. And Alan rated this a 3 out of 10. So there's a couple things that I want to say about this review. First off, this review was left on April 13th of 2021. <laughs> why are critics still reviewing a movie from 1995 in 2021? Second of all, the emotional reasons why we love characters. I don't know about you guys, but... I've just played a couple fighting games. Like, what emotional reasons are there to love these characters aside from, I don't know, ripping someone's head off in an extra-violent and bloody manner? So this review was kind of lost on me because this wasn't like a heartfelt franchise that suddenly got distorted by this extra-violent film adaptation. I don't understand what he's trying to say here. No, I can say that maybe some films are represented in ways that lose its touch, but heartfelt? That was the word you chose to use? Get your shit together, Alan.
2: (laughs) He meant, like, actually, like, literally heartfelt when somebody rips (laughs) their heart out of their chest.
0: (laughs) I didn't think about that. (laughs) Okay, no, you're good, Alan. I I see what you're doing there. (laughs) Clever. What do you got, Keenan?
2: All right, well, my review is from Richard Harrington of the Washington Post. It could be also pronounced Richard, but I assume if you're from the Washington Post, you probably (laughs) pronounce it Richard like a douche, Uh, who says likely to satisfy the core audience already hooked on video and arcade games, and even that's not a sure thing. First off, fuck you.
0: (laughs) Fuck you.
2: Don't you... Dare talk down about my video games. Second off, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably like this movie a lot more just because I play the video games and love the video games. Probably coming in from the outside, probably not so much.
0: And that leaves you, Marcus. Who do you got?
1: Um, so the review I chose was from a Scott what? Weinberg of eFilmCritic.com. It was also kind of a late review. It was in 2005. Um, he didn't give it a horrible review. It was a 2.5 out of 5. But his quote was, it was like watching a lot of sweaty fist fights while trapped in the world's loudest nightclub. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think that's a bad review at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I would actually like, agree. <laughs>
0: I'm just confused because this was a bad review of the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This makes me want to watch it even more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He meant to click the tomato, but he chose the splat icon. I'll
1: Um, give Scott the benefit of the doubt and say, he just accidentally put 2.5 out of five instead of maybe 5.2 out of (laughs) five.
0: Well played Scott. So with that listeners, I just wanted to leave you with this one, piece of advice um, from all of us here at Rotten Gems to you um, you just need to keep in mind these wise words from Lord Raiden himself and that's you can come
3: <laughs> oh my laugh! you're making me laugh
2: <laughs> oh you can definitely come Raiden. you can come <laughs> you can do it <laughs> he should have been on our bed would the head <laughs>
0: Girl's got four hands, but Raiden does that thing you like with his tongue. (laughs) (laughs) You can overcome any adversary, no matter how bizarre their powers may seem. There's always a way. Only one thing can defeat you, and that's your own fear. Join us next week as we talk about the 2021 adaptation of Mortal Kombat. But with that being said, that was Mortal Kombat which, again, scored a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, critics believe that Michael Bay's Transformers was somehow a better movie than this. And at this point, I'm just just—I'm not convinced. He's got to be paying them, right, guys?
2: I don't know how. The budget for Transformers had to be ridiculous. (laughs) He's got nothing left.
0: They had to have used it on explosions, right? And critics. (laughs) that's just part of the budget so again join us next week as we talk about Mortal Kombat the other one until then what do we say guys
2: Mortal Kombat Mortal (laughs) Kombat
1: Those were $500 sunglasses, asshole.